You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Funkaholics Podcast. The podcast that is raw like Johnny's body odor. You guessed it. We're back on that Cobra Kai kick. Talking the first half of season three. Johnny's in jail. He's a jailhouse podiatrist. Daniel's popularity needs a miracle. Kreese has a backstory. Miguel is in the fight for his life. Sam has some scars with a mental diagnosis of Tori with a Y. Hawk is still a joke. Dimitri plucked his wings. Robbie's on the run. And where the fuck is Stingray? Holy shit, people. We've got a lot going on in season three. And we're just scratching, we're just scratching the surface. I am your host, Nando T. And today, I brought back with me some familiar voices. Angela with the Cobra Kai Dojo. Hello, Funkaholics. <laughs> and I got Jake. Where's your allegiance, brother? Cobra Kai, do or die. Oh, my God. So I'm Jesus. Johnny, Johnny all the way. Here we go again, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of us out there. <laughs> that's, that's true. This is too much. I know it. This is too much. I used to be a LaRusso guy and, and until I, until the Cobra Kai. And I'm like, man, this guy is just, you know, there's two sides of every story. And I think. The Karate Kid original series was definitely weighted on, on the one side. So. Dang, dude. Cobra Kai poisoned you, man. Poisoned me, man. <laughs> they got that venom in they you. got that venom. I took one bite and I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into this crazy season that we got to see, um, what do we do here at the Funkaholics? We cheers. We do a toast, right? To another great episode. And folks, season three. Oh, my God. So we definitely got a toast to this. So I'm going to raise my glass. Salud. Cheers, Angela. Salud. Cheers. Salud. Angela, talk to me. What's your fuel for today? Oh, Uh-oh. Carmen is back. Yee. <laughs> I had to go Michelana for my girl, Carmen. Ooh. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. I am... Uh, Going with a little, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little back in Okinawa. I, uh, you know that what? that, yeah, that exit scene that you know chosen and and Daniel had, um, you know that beautiful background. It was very peaceful. It was uh, very serene. It was beautiful. It was like Gorgeous. an it was like an oasis for me. So I did yeah. a Red Bull, a coconut Red Bull with some vodka. Can't go wrong Ooh. with that. Dangerous, yummy, dangerous. yummy. <laughs> Slippery slope there. Slippery slope. <laughs> Slippery slope. And Jake, what, what you got, brother? Me, I ain't got it. I got just a, a Red Bull and some smart water. He's got a Red Bull and some smart water. He's he's uh he brought his A game today. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's playing it smart. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, in episode 55, yes, episode 55 of the Funkaholics podcast, we talked about... Cobra Kai Season 3 teasers and trailers. Um, Angela, we had some predictions, so let's give a recap on those predictions. What um, what was... Well, you nailed most of them, so talk to us. What were the ones that you got I, right? I, you know, I thought we did freaking excellent. Um, I think you and I ended up texting about it um, shortly after uh, Season 3 ended up coming out. Um because we binged the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, I, I truly tried to pace myself, but I mean, 
who was I joking? There was no way. I was I was really trying to do one episode a week. I really was. That did not happen. No. That did not happen. But um, so we talked about let, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, Aisha. Yes. We that was one of the big ones that we I absolutely already knew that she was not going to come back. And so our prediction was that uh, mommy and daddy were going to send her off to boarding school because of what happened. And ding, 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 ding. We got it. You called it. Much props on that because I was saying that they just packed. Maybe his dad got another job somewhere, you know, because he's a former NFL player. But um, Angela nailed it, man. She called it. She's like, I think they put him in, put her in private school. And boom. I think. I, I think that they did the. I think they did it right by going that way. That's right, Mercy. Tell them. Mercy agrees. <laughs> She's like, get out of here, puta. <laughs> she had, she, yeah, she had enough of Aisha. Maybe she'll be ready for her in season four if she gets the opportunity to come back. Right? We live in America. You never know. Everybody's got that story to make that comeback. <laughs> What else did we get right, Angela? There was another one that you nailed. Um, well, I kind of wanted to talk about the one that you nailed. I mean, it was to the T. Sam and Dal getting back together. I was I was blown away on that one. I I could. I could not believe that that happened. I expected better from Miguel, but That's what I'm saying. He, he just got out of a coma, so we'll forgive him for now. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's I technically that's the relationship that I wanted because it led to the real relationship to develop that I wanted, and and we'll get there. Jake knows what I'm talking about because yeah, he heard it earlier. Yeah, he wasn't happy about he it, but. Not happy at all. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's nice for Nando to get a little bit of love here since, you know, he's got all the Cobra Kai's out here. That's so, true. I mean, gotta throw you a ball, you gotta win something. Right. Consolation prize. <laughs> um, what was one of the other things that we got right on there? There was, uh, there was another one. What else did we get? Um, my gosh, help me out here. What else did we get? Oof, God, it feels like that episode was so long ago, but it was just last I know week. It. I know, I know. It's, it, I was so like fully indulged in season three and uh, probably my, my biggest um, happy moment is the fact that the very first episode of season three is called aftermath. Yes. And of course we see Miguel on the gurney and it's like, it was a perfect title. I just, the aftermath. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, you know, we've we've got a couple other predictions, and I'm trying to 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 run my head right now. But I was filled with so much uh, notes <laughs> from season three that I can't even remember. I know it was God. We had like we had like four predictions, mm-hmm. um, and I know two to three two three out of the four. You know, we were able to get right. So you know, we talked about. Um, you know, season three being a walk down or kind of like a, um, a growing period for Sam and Miguel. Um, you know, it was kind of like a montage showing, you know, what Miguel went through, the struggles and all that shit to, you know, to, to, to get through. Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead because in today's episode, we're going to break down episodes one through five. Um, and then, you know, we're going to go through a couple of things and I just wanted to get you guys' feedback and all. 
um before before we get into this jake um talk to us man how did you become a, a cobra kai fan oh man i was just was totally blown away when it when it went to netflix i didn't really think nothing i kind of slept on it when it was when it was on youtube red and i was like i ain't paying for that anyways and then when they brought it over <laughs> man how I was karate chopping everything in the house. It was, <laughs> I was amped. I was so amped. And um, it's just weird to see how the, the roles were reversed where, you know, Mr. LaRusso was doing so well for himself, built a company and that. And then you see how Johnny's life, you know, turned out. And, you know, he was kind of struggling. I'm always, I'm definitely a, um, always a rooter for the underdog. And, right. you know, like I said, everybody's got a story of, of why you are who you are. So, um just what he did and uh, how he brought back Cobra Kai, but he didn't do it with, with, with malice, right? He wanted to get his life together and teach kids to, you know, he stood up for Miguel in the beginning, and that just really said a lot to me. Um, and then just everything that he showed during the whole time, you know, he was really about helping uh, helping Miguel and developing him. So it was just, it really won me over as a storyline. I mean, you know, Daniel LaRusso looked like he was just a spoiled guy now and he was just he had everything perfect wife right kids you know driving the, the Audis and you know he's just helping people out and you know it's just really that's what turned me on to Cobra Kai so. oh yeah Daniel was living that life right yeah. <laughs> um you know and, and and there's great writing going on in this you know oh. what I mean and there's you know so much that I love that you know they throw in those little easter eggs of of um of uh of karate kid you know what i mean so it's kind of funny like we look at cobra kai season one and it mirrors it, it it's all about cobra kai you're showing you they're showing what um you know daniel and and johnny are going through mostly johnny well then we get season two of cobra kai which mirrors karate kid one yeah you know what i mean and then we get season three which mirror which shows a mirror of karate kid two so now you know what I mean. Like the way that I'm following that trail is, you know, season four is it gonna marry? Is it gonna mirror uh, Karate Kid Part Three? You know what I mean. I so, think so I mean, there's definitely it makes a lot of sense, especially when you're seeing Crease's background story and you know, um, is his name Silva? Uh, yes, Silva. You know the guy, Silver. Silver, the guy he saved. You know, and you know, in the third movie, you know, he's like, hey, you took care of me. We're gonna make Cobra Kai this and that. So I right, think, I think he might come back in because a. Uh, you know, I want to get, like I said, get ahead of ourselves, but I think that's going to play a big role. There's going to be more people brought back in, and it's uh, it's just awesome, man. Just, like I said, it just gets me amped. I, right. I, I was chomping at the bit to watch this show, and it was just... Oh, I knew it, too, because the moment that we put on Instagram that we were going to be talking uh, Cobra Kai, you're like, bro, <laughs> I'm going to be on one of those episodes. Said, you just let me know when. <laughs> I got to be on it, because... He's like, I don't know who I have to karate chop, but I'm right. I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been I've been using ice blocks. That's right. right. I'm chopping everything inside like pencils and all that. Children just right to the neck. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, before we get into episodes one through five in our discussion, we are going to get ready to fight because that's what we do here so episode one we just talked about it they called it aftermath so the west valley fight is all over the news miguel's dreaming light beers for pussies (laughs) robbie's on the run and daniel's the bounty hunter fucking louie are you kidding me people seriously that's what you brought back yeah. Fuck Counselor Blatt and her fucking hug a thug bullshit. Yep. Um, 
Moon finds a tree and hugs it. Sounds like she's with with Counselor Blatt. She took a couple sessions from her. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, Yasmin's back after her trip. Aww, is, her her Paris trip. Hawk is still known as the P boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dimitri's looking like a stud. Yeah, a little bit. Kids are still at war. Chris and Mitch still hold the ground, hold still still holding the ground true to wrestling. Yep. Um, Tori has some financial troubles. Plus, we find out a creepy pedophile man too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> creepy pedophile. Yeah, he man. is creepy. We find out a little <laughs> bit more about her. So, guys, talk to me. What did you guys pull from episode one? Oh, I'll let I'll let uh, the lady go first. You go ahead and I'll jump in. So I I thought it was hilarious how Daniel and Amanda are like pissed off that Sam is uh, suspended for two weeks. I knew you were going to go here. I knew you were going to go here. (laughs) Hello. But, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to see when they show up at the PCA. (laughs) Oh, that is so fucking hilarious. Yes. Yes. And he's like, wait a minute. It's not the karate. When I went to school here, I was bullied. Someone in the background's like, Shut up! You were the bully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were the real bully. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it cracked me up so bad when um, Amanda made that comment about Sam saying, "Like, you know, my daughter's not the one that started this." And they're like, "Bullshit! She Your daughter the was trap. the one that was <laughs> sleeping with the guy that hurt." <laughs> She can't be kissing everybody. Yeah, can't be kissing everybody. yeah. and it yeah, was funny because like, your daughter's a trail. Yeah, <laughs> the re- the reaction that they have too because it like stops them dead in their tracks and they're like, "Who said that?" Like they were ready to throw down. <laughs> I wanted to see who said that. I wanted to see. <laughs> oh, dude, it was funny, man. I mean, they they were just getting it from all over. Yeah, Danny's yeah. uh, Daniel's not the uh. Not the, the not the beloved. celebrity that he used to be. He's not the golden yeah. boy. Yeah, he's not the golden boy. There's, there's there's cracks in that facade. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he is not the beloved Daniel son that he was supposed <laughs> to be. Mr. Miyagi ain't here no more, bro. Exactly. You, you, you made mistakes. But I, I love how they find out. Like, what happened to Stingray? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was on probation. He's not allowed to be near like 500 feet. Right. <laughs> and it, and it's actually kind of funny because we all know Singray from our other show. Yes. Which in that show, he wouldn't be allowed in, within 500 feet. Oh, my and God. He wouldn't be allowed near a high school, bro, much less five. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, I love how that kind of tied into both of his characters. Right. <laughs> Probation condition, special conditions. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. What, um, that, the PTA was my favorite. That was, that was funny. What did, um, what'd you guys think about, uh, Miguel and his, and his dreaming? What did, what did, what did you guys pull from? From from that fight that he was having, I think he uh, for me it was the the internal struggle of what he feels is right and you know his morals right like where he feels it's kind of like uh, where he belongs. He was kind of battling with himself. That's kind of what I took from it, and he was just trying to make sense of of everything. So that's kind of that's where I see the the fight that he was having. You know, to get yeah. Him. yeah. Yeah, you're right, Jake. I think I think for me, it, it has to do with that as well as 
like him literally physically trying to fight his way back to consciousness is, is the way I saw it too. Um, like he's trying to kind of fight his way back out of the coma. That's Interesting. How I saw it too. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, me and, and, uh, the detective work that I that I do, or not necessarily detective work, but you know, I you obsess over something, you try to peel it like an onion. Right. Um, did you guys notice the back of the the guy's gi that he was fighting? Yeah, it did. It looked like it was the gi yeah, he gave yeah, Daniel. It, yeah, it looked like it had the the bonsai. There was similarities there, right? So, it wasn't exactly the, the bonsai same. and the sun. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So so I slowed it down and I paused it and. Um, you know, pulled pulled some information on it. Did. Of course, of I course did. you did. <laughs> <laughs> and zoomed in. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so, um, on the back of the guy's gi, it was Yoshukai Karate. Yoshukai Karate. Never heard of it. So I did some further research, and the definition of Yoshukai is it's an Okinawa martial art. Um, it mm. means way of the empty hand. Other meanings for it are training, training hall of continued improvement and striving for excellence. Wow. Okay. So kind of, kind of reflects or kind of goes hand in hand with what we saw Miguel going through in season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of the struggle in season two for him as well, because, you know, we did see Miguel kind of torn you know what i mean between right kind of like a foreseeing yeah torn between daniel and and miyagi though right so i found that really interesting on on you know because one i mean when he was fighting this kid i'm like who the fuck is that yeah who are you fighting yeah and then you know number two like i said when i you know because i noticed something weird about the back of the gi and, you know, even the colors, because the dude had, like, you know, a majority of it was white, and then it had, like, a black stripe going down the side. But I found that interesting when I looked that up. So I'm I'm still trying to piece it together, kind of to try and figure out what the writers are telling us. But, I mean, based off of, you know, what the definition was, and for the fact that it's a martial art from Okinawa, it kind of almost, it almost brings Miguel and Daniel together. If you think about it, mm-hmm. because Daniel does some soul searching when he goes to o- Okinawa. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and it could be just some foreshadowing. You know, we don't really know. Like I said, it's just kind of, um, it's just kind of weird, right? Because is he going to find his place with, you know, maybe that's going to be like the new symbol for the group, you know? Right. I don't want to get too far ahead, but right, you know, is it is that going to be the culmination of, uh, Johnny's group and, and, and Miyagi-Do is that, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's going to be the new name. That's what I think. It could mm-hmm. be. Cause I, again, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I'm just trying right. to remember where the, if there was any of that same symbolizing in when, when Daniel was with, uh, chosen in, in Okinawa and his dojo, if there was some, cause I could have sworn I saw, I'm thinking, right. There was, uh, you know the bonsai symbol somewhere around right there. so so maybe that's what he was teaching daniel maybe that's what that's called we don't you know we don't really know could have been could have been 
And how crazy is that for Miguel to fucking be dreaming about that? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, I think Miguel's our new Daniel LaRusso, as much as Angela hates to hear that. <laughs> I, I yeah, hear I know. Too, girl. Don't we don't need to, to repeat that. I don't, I don't, don't put that on the universe, because I don't. <laughs> and when when Miguel and Sam get married, oh, no. he's not oh. he's not taking, <laughs> Sam's not taking Diaz. He's going to be Miguel LaRusso, that's, just that's, putting it out there. That sounds horrible. That is a horrible... No. <laughs> I think Tori with a Y is gonna, you know, get revenge, ultimate revenge. Yeah, that's, that's I'm like, putting that out there in the universe. Uh, <laughs> she's hood. She's definitely hood. Yeah, that's she definitely is. is. Everyone knows she's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. So she's got real world problems. <laughs> um, guys, talk to me. What do you think about Johnny? And um, you know, we. We see him back at a bar where, you know, mm-hmm. he returns to. He's drinking. He's getting fucked up. He's dealing with that sorry-ass fucking cholo with the with that piss-poor with fucking the... L.A. Dodgers shirt on. Yeah. Fuck the Dodgers. I said it. It's Boston <laughs> Red Sox <laughs> over here, baby. That's true. That's true, Boston Red Sox. <laughs> but, um, you, know, we, we, uh, you know, we get the reference of, you know, he smells like, what did the dude say? You smell like a dog's turd that took a dump or didn't make any sense to me, but I'm glad, you know, Johnny Johnny got a piece of him. Wasn't the greatest, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, he still got his ass beat. So. Yeah, got his ass beat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of hard to see Johnny like that again. Um, you know, it's, it's it, it, I know it kind of has to happen because he's feeling, uh, you know, really responsible still. We're, I mean, we just left off of season two, which was a huge bomb on us. And, of course, they got to they got to start it that way. Like, what continued to happen with Johnny? But um, I think that I mean, I still I still like his humor because they're like, you know, can't you look it up on your phone? And he's like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> he threw it. He's keeping, he's, I threw my phone away. I'm yeah. Like, and... <laughs> his humor's still there. I love that. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. He might smell like shit, but he's he's still, <laughs> he still has his humor. <laughs> just um to me johnny just can't seem to um i don't want to say can't grow up but uh he just like said you know what you bring up he doesn't he hasn't adapted to the way the you know when he, he the way he references the internet and social media and you know electronics he just doesn't he doesn't get it right and you know to see him he just he goes back to what he knows and he just that, that nasty ass Coors banquet beer like, <laughs> i don't know the hell that's not my first choice but, right you know, <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see what, what, you know, what gets him to, to get out of that. But that's just seems to what he goes, he goes back to because it's what he knows. Yeah, it's true. Angela, your take. Yeah, I think, uh, he, he, he hasn't learned how to handle not just technology, um, but also how to deal when something goes wrong. Um, it looks like, you know, just after his mom died and, after Allie came in and um, was started dating Daniel, he, he like his whole world kind of turned upside down. He just never really learned how to deal when something wrong happens in his life. So he just gets, you know, really shit faced and we see it um, more than once. But I think, I think Jake is right when he does find something that he really cares to get That's when he, so it's, I'm kind of thinking too. So 
it, it's like it's like Johnny needs Miguel. I don't think Robbie can do that for him. I think Robbie would make him drink more. <laughs> oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah like, don't get me started on that guy. It's, just, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole weird dynamic. Like, you know, I don't know. That's just really weird. Yeah, that it's whole, um, that whole relationship's just strange. It's uh, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be interesting to see you know as the as the season progresses and you know each episode that we grow with Johnny and in season three you know the or the continued growing that we do with him but um you know it's uh it's it's gonna make it interesting we won't we won't jump too far ahead but right. um you know we'll get there we'll 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 see what happens yeah I'm just well again we don't want to jump too far ahead but the way <laughs> it ended like I see uh, a better horizon for for Johnny, I think he's got some direction, some goals, and uh, I think we'll see the best of him here to come shortly. Absolutely. So talk to me, guys. What do you guys think about this new Counselor Blatt and her hug program? Like, we've heard... Oh, man. We've heard multiple... for that shit? <laughs> that's, that's, that's... Who's for that fucking shit, No bro? kidding, man. <laughs> Jesus. That's why California's trash. <laughs> it's Italian, the waste of... Oh, my God. <laughs> We, um, oh my God! We, we we see Johnny, you know, in season one and season two, you know, tell these kids like you guys, like your generation is a bunch of pussies, and you know we hear it time and time again, and we get confirmation from Counselor Blatt. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm I, part of me kind of loves it that they're throwing that out there and showing it. You know what I mean? Because. You know, we we have this argument all the time and, you know, we talk about <laughs> this current generation and what they're going through with cyberbullying and, you know, all this other bullshit. But um, what do you guys think? Talk to me. What do you what are your feelings on this whole hugging program? <laughs> I don't know. That's that whole, the whole PC thing, you know, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's, it's dumb to me. It's just, it's, I mean... In the show, it's just, I see where they're going with it. I mean, there's probably a dollar amount attached to it somewhere because if right. lawsuits, there's a lot of rich people that go to that school, you know, got kids throwing each other into off balconies and stuff. So something had to be done. I just think it's a, a waste of time and it's just not something that anybody's going to buy into. Karate doesn't fit in the PC world. No, don't. <laughs> don't. They, they got metal detectors and all that. Securities up, and right? Like, they don't make no sense. <laughs> Angela, what's going on? Talk to us. So wait, you're telling me the teachers are hugging the students? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. The, te- the students are the students are hugging them. Think of my word, right? <laughs> it's like it's like what? <laughs> yeah, I think it's bullshit. So <laughs> I love how the you know Saturday school. I I went to you know a few of those. I'm gonna be completely honest, and <laughs> I love how they rename it. I know I know that that's shocking for you, Nando T, but I I know that they rename it and then they call it Saturday Rehabilitation Day. <laughs> it's like, and then it's all down. Like I think you need two Saturday Rehabilitation right. Days, and, right. and 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 Sam's still a little bitch. You know she's still <laughs> like throwing her big old tantrum like this. Book Suck. It's like it's your fault. Right? Just... For being a tramp, Sam. That's right. Sam tramp. Oh, dude. That's another another uh, downfall of a woman not knowing. No offense to you, but not knowing what's good when she has it. Right. Jump into conclusions. Exactly. 
Yeah, and it was and it was it was really nice to be able to have, you know, the the school turn on Sam. I really like that. <laughs> of course you no, did. Anything, it was a LaRusso. No, anything against LaRusso is good good for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I really like that. But you know, one thing I did not like about Sam is um it's just so um out of control when it comes to making these guys fight like it's starting to sound like she is you know kind of turning into a little mini crease there for a minute when she's like do it again you know and she's making the guys go out there and fight like we have to fight and it's a war and it's it kind of you know it scared her for a little bit but um she 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 couldn't pull her weight she couldn't when it came down to it she couldn't she was on talk so um i i one thing i really did like also is the fact that amanda catches her um breaking the rules and 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 tells her like what are you doing so yeah sam has to go <laughs> yeah, she's been in trouble since the some, since the start. Since, since season one, But then that's Daddy's princess, so you know, hey, these, man. these privileged uh, privileged individuals that just get away with whatever. You know what I mean? If she would have never, if she would have never uh, told the truth about the car, about them hitting Johnny's car. Oh my gosh! All that car was a piece been... of shit. It needed to get hit. I don't think it was an IROC, but it was definitely a, a Camaro. Take responsibility. Take responsibility, Sam. <laughs> oh man! So, a um, couple more things from from aftermath, but um, you know, we we still see Hawk is you know still the bedwetter. And the freshman <laughs> class knows it. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about Dimitri getting a little bit of attention? I like that, man. I, mean, I like he, it. He didn't have to do... He deserves it. Right. He, and he wasn't trying to be anybody that he wasn't trying to be. You know what I mean? He was just being himself. And um, I think that's a good message overall. But, like, you know, you don't have to be a jerk to get girl you know what i mean so, right i hear you I, I was happy to see him get a little play a little action good for him you know what i mean there you go it didn't go to his head so i'm, I'm down yeah that's a that's the one thing i like about dimitri and, and angela that was one of the predictions now now i remember um we talked about dimitri being tougher growing a thicker right. skin but we found that's out right. why yeah. he's, he's got a girl in his life He's got a girl. He's got a girl. So and and I liked how they tied that in. And I know we're not done with aftermath, but I, I like how they tied those two stories together. And and, yes. they, and we'll talk about it. But but yeah, you're right. Now he's got a girl, and she's a cutie. So yeah, <laughs> and the pop, front pop wedgie. <laughs> yeah, dude. The front wedgie. Ah, uh, Jasmine. <laughs> So, I can guarantee you that shit still hurts her. Right, <laughs> definitely. Oh, she's still feeling it. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think about um, Tori's financial struggle, tr- financial troubles, struggles, um, and also, you know, we we get a little bit of history about her. We find out that she's she's pretty much got a family that she's got to take care of. She's got a little brother. She's got a mom that's yeah. sick. She's working two jobs. Just working two jobs. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a huge responsibility. 
Right, and like, again, again, just builds that backstory and, and gives us a little bit more depth character, maybe why she is the way she is. And um, I just don't know where she's going. She got all that on her plate, but she's still got time to be chopping fools up, so I don't really know. You this know, is true. She's got good time management. I need to take a lesson. <laughs> That's all i got to say. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was one of the things that we talked about during our prediction episode 55 was that we never really have gotten a lot of information of Tori's backstory. Mm-mm. And so it was it was kind of nice. I mean, it was nice, but it was a sad backstory. For, for a minute there uh, during the, the episodes, I honestly thought she was just like Robbie, you know, just kind of on her own so her being able to be there and work two jobs because mom you know has to do dialysis and she's taking care of her little brother is so honorable i just i mean it's that's a huge responsibility and you're right that creepy guy that's over here you know trying to blackmail her for rent it's i I, one thing i i i could have you know didn't have to hear or see that i would have been okay with that <laughs> oh no yeah definitely that dude was uh he's like a douchebag man yeah future sex offender our current yeah or current creeper yeah well i'm a creeper there you go definitely <laughs> so episode two nature versus nurture we got the tag team that we all been waiting for. Finally yep. teams up and they are on the hunt. Miguel is facing right. some uncertainty about his legs. Right. Kreese tries to recruit his best female student. Robbie makes a visit to his mama Shannon. And it backfires when Daniel arrives. What do right. you guys think about episode two? That whole thing is just weird, man. I mean... Again, I, that's why I'm, I'm Cobra Kai, man. These LaRussos, they be trying to do too much out there, bro. They get, trying, trying to, to save the world, huh? Save a hole, you know? You can't be saving everybody. He's putting her up in the finest, you know, rehab centers and all this and that. But Robbie's out there in the street still. That don't make right? sense. I found that interesting. When in the hell did the LaRussos get in touch with Shannon? I have no idea. Well, I'm sure when she went over to the house, Robbie could stay there. And she just kept in touch the whole time things about Shannon that she looks good. She looks like she's in a good place. And you know, the little angel that she is, she's, you know, kind of made some visits and talked with her, try to get her into a better place to be her mom. But I mean, you gotta admit, Shannon looks good. She looks really good. She was kind of unrecognizable for there for a minute. Yeah, you're right. I was like, who's this bitch? What's she doing on the show? (laughs) But what I I like is how they kind of introduced Daniel um, looking for Johnny to begin with. When he goes into the dojo, into Cobra Kai, and he uh, sees Kreese. And one of the things that I just could not stand with Kreese told Daniel was... um, you know, Crease is kind of giving Daniel shit. But what they say, there's no such thing as a bad student. You know, nudge, you know, Daniel a little bit. Um, but one of the things that I that I caught that I thought, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit, guys, was is Crease like totally delusional? Because he's over here telling Daniel, like, Johnny and I are going to put you out. And it's like Chris doesn't get it. Like Johnny's gone, dude. He's not coming back to you. 
I think he is a delusional one, but I think he's still um, he's another guy that cannot live his past right. So he still sees Johnny as that you know eight you know sixteen seventeen year old kid that he was mentoring and he was you know they were kind of like everything to each other right. So I think he's still trying to. I mean, as you can tell later in the show, he keeps you know this is the last time I'm going to try to recruit you or whatever. And he did it like eight or nine times after that. So right. I just think he, uh, again, just living in the glory days and just that's, that's what it is to him. So he can't, he cannot live his past. So that's, that's where it's coming from. I think. I, I think it fits, uh, Crease's character perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, in season two, Miguel catches him on a lie, you know, where he calls him out mm-hmm. and tells him like, you know, what are you talking about? And, you know, puts him, puts him on blast. Uh, if it's Chris perfect, you know, the dude is delusional. He's always talking about, you know, these bullshit accolades that he got when he was in the military, but we're getting his background in season three. Right. And it's not exactly the way he draws it out. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm going to go on that rant later, later in the episode, (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, we... We find out why Kreese has been a bitter old fuck his whole mm-hmm. life. And to me, it's, I didn't agree with it, but hey, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what it was. But, um, what did you guys think about Johnny and Danny teaming up? <laughs> it was cute. It was really cute. I like how, well, you know, when he goes and he picks him up and obviously he looks like shit, right? And he gives him, it looks like a green machine drink, right? And he's like, yeah. oh, what is this? It tastes like sewage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they show up to the rehab. He's like, where are we? Because obviously at this point, we already know Robbie has stolen a caravan, you know? And so the the Dodge Caravan, what was it? Like an early 90s? 93, 93 Dodge Caravan. <laughs> 93 Dodge Caravan. Yeah. And so it's, you know, they're thinking, you know, who, who best to find out from than, than Shannon, right? And I like how they walk into the rehab center and they're like, you, you're here to check in. And he's like, I ain't no quitter. <laughs> that was <laughs> a great so, part. <laughs> and so Daniel, they, she turns around and she looks at Daniel like, that, you know, it's okay. He'll come around. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I thought was super cute, but I like seeing them together. And I know, I know, I am not a Larusso fan, but I, I do. I think they make a good, a good team. I think they make a good team together. I think they're the balance, right? He's the yin to his yang, right? They just exactly. They, they're they're the polar opposites, but they complement each other's weaknesses, right? So yeah, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like to see them together, also, but. Oh, I love it, man. Especially with the fucking corn nut scene. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to drop it in my interior. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the, way, the way that Johnny is eating him. I mean, he's eating him like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny, like, you know, where Johnny's like, hey, your car's ringing. <laughs> And then the way that he's trying, like, it almost looks like he's trying to, like, lean over to fucking hook up Daniel. But Daniel's like, hey, can you lean back a little bit? Like, just talk. You'll be fine. (laughs) So, you know, it's almost like Daniel's the the teacher and Johnny's the student. You know what I mean? When they're together because Johnny, I mean, Daniel is always educating him on something. Well, it's just like I told you, you know, uh, Daniel moved forward with his life. 
and Johnny stayed back in the eighties, right? So yeah, he didn't. So that's that's the difference. I think Angela, you might not want to hear this, but I think it goes down better to the the who who the better sensei was. Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel a lot, and we're seeing it in these seasons. Chris didn't teach Johnny shit but to fight, and Johnny's struggling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and think about it. Well, Miyagi taught. And you're, oh, go ahead. And you're right because because Miyagi was, you know, Daniel's father figure, and it seems like Danny is kind of like picked. Johnny every time he sees him like don't touch that leave that there don't do that you, right you know <laughs> he's constantly like you know trying to parent him and, and I think it's funny because because like when, when we're when we're we're watching the scene when they're in the car and they're driving and uh Johnny's driving and Daniel it's like taking your teenager to go drive and he's just driving all over the place just chasing the caravan and he's like slow down <laughs> and he's like freaking out, right? And pants all over the place, and and <laughs> and and it's like it's it's such a learning curve for both of them, you it know. Is. And it's but it's great to see. It's 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 definitely great to see. Absolutely, Jake. What were you gonna throw in on there? Uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. On that one. Uh, <laughs> he was thinking about cornets. I yeah, love fucking cornets. Yeah, but I, like, I, I, love was, I love them too, but not that whack ass original bullshit. It <laughs> better be ranch flavored. It's got to be the ranch or the barbecue. Yeah, or barbecue. <laughs> oh, get out of here. I'll take the nacho. Dude, you... limon and chili. Uh, Come on now. You too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, limon and chili. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like the ranch ones the best. <laughs> Yeah, I love corn. I love corn nuts, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, what, what I find interesting in all of this, and maybe you guys have all picked up on it, like each one of the senseis, you know, whether it's Crease or Johnny or Daniel, they all kind of have similar, you know, backgrounds. You know, come from, you know, raised by a mom, right? Right. A father figure. Military backgrounds. Military background. You see the same thing with, uh, with uh, you know, Miguel. You see it with Tori, right? You know, she didn't. I was just with her mom trying to take care of things. So I think that's where a lot of the stuff is going to relate. The broken home, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, raised, by, of, raised by single mothers. A sense and... of belonging. Um, so I think that's going to play. I really think that there's going to be a dynamic with, uh, I'm going to call it out here, with Tori and, and Johnny Lawrence. Interesting. Because they, they have similar backgrounds with sick mother and that kind of stuff. Like, So I think there's going to be, I think we're going to see something there. Okay. I'm calling it right now. I like that. I like that. All right. Episode three. Now you're going to pay. Daniel's feeling the community backlash right in his wallet. He receives an offer from that dickhead Tom Cole. Yep. That's right. Mr. Cole's been busy and Nanoosh dropped some news to Louie. Nanoosh. That guy's a traitor, man. Nanoosh is a douche. That's right. There you go. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) It leads Daniel to taking a business trip. Johnny goes back to familiar faces to raise some money for Miguel's surgery. He starts with Bobby. Straight, Bobby. He goes to God. That, that, was, that was one of the best things I ever seen in my life. He has a talk with Jesus. He yep. has a talk with Jesus. Bobby jacked him up, man. Bobby jacked him up. Yeah. Yep. He swept the leg. He did. He swept the leg. Yeah. <laughs> he had to, though. 
I mean, he's going to be here like fucking up the sermon, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Remember those single moms at Reno? Will Jesus forgive us for that? <laughs> And I love how Bobby like prays right before he scoops the leg, right? Oh Jesus. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgive me, me. He's like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great to see Bobby in that in that situation. But you know, it kind of looks like you know Bobby has his hands full with church, but he's still willing to help Johnny with Robbie. Um, I mean, as much as he can do, kind of like he says, I'm like, you know, we we don't have money, but. I can try to help you with Robbie, which I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was I really love, cool. I Bobby. love that they bring in Bobby. <laughs> what did you guys think about the therapy interviews that <laughs> that Johnny went through when he was applying for that job? <laughs> oh, that oh my man, gosh. this feels good to get it out. Like, oh, just these two, yeah, just yeah. two guys talking here. Just two guys talking. Yeah. That guy was like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> that shit is funny. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh man! Then we got Miyagi Do raising money for Miguel, but Hawk swoops in. Robbie has an enemy in jail, which I absolutely loved. Johnny tries to work on things with Robbie, but Grandma Yaya learns some English. She stops a visit. Sam takes yeah. the reins of Miyagi Do. Guys, what did you think yeah. about Johnny trying to make men's with Robbie? Um. I, I liked how they brought the homeless lady back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the sign, he's like, he tells her, here, you vulture. <laughs> he gives her the tray, right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of hard. I, I think I think that right now with Robbie, I mean, you could see one of the scenes where Robbie's kind of thinking about it. But I think, I think it's hard to be able to balance both because Robbie is, so high maintenance and Miguel is you know just a kid trying to walk and he's trying to balance those and as you can see that that is hard for Johnny to be able to do he has to pick one over the other and it doesn't set well with with Bobby and Robbie but right um I I I think Bobby needs to stay in juvie and learn his lesson keep him there for a (laughs) while get his ass whooped Again, that's just a, it's a weird dynamic that they got going on there. And I think that um, it's something, again, it's just continued to cause issues for Johnny during this whole saga of everything going on. And I think that every time Robbie tries to give him a chance, he just lets him down every single time. So um, especially when he found out that he didn't meet him because, you know, he was he was you know with uh, Miguel in the hospital. He's like, you know. If that was me, he'd be like, man, I'm your son, right? Right. You should have been here for me like you say you were going to be. And Johnny just doesn't come through. And I think that, in my opinion, Johnny's taking the easy way out because he he's maintaining the good relationship that he has with Miguel rather than trying to repair the, the shitty one he has with Robbie. So it's it's definitely, I think that's one of his character flaws. That And then that's that's why we're at where we're at. Yeah, very true. You know, you you see a glimpse of Robbie getting excited when he finds. Well, you know, he he's not excited about the visitor, but then when he finds out who it is, yeah. you see a little glimpse of excitement. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it changes, and we see Johnny at the hospital. You know, trying to do anything that he can for Miguel. Grandma Yaya pulls him off to the side and tells him, you know, pray with us, pray for Miguel. You know, he he needs his sensei and. You know, we we would love for you to be, you know, be here with him. And 
you know, you can tell Johnny's torn right there because he's divided and he's just like, oh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've got somewhere that I got to be. And, but he doesn't tell them, you know what I mean? He holds right. back and he, you know, follows through with Grandma Yaya's request. I mean, you know, first of all, how do you say no to the lady? Number two, right. you know, it's, it's the least that he could do with all the guilt that he's carrying about Miguel. Yeah. And then... Then the show, you know, the show goes on and we see Robbie sitting there with Bobby and Bobby's kind of trying to fix Johnny's fuck up. You know what I mean? Because he he doesn't show. And that little glimpse of hope that Johnny had with Robbie kind of cemented the deal. I think so. Right. And that led to where he was at the rest of the exactly thing. and then i think that played right into you know the visit from crease right yep and he's like it's it's funny even the conversation that they have you know where you know johnny is still you know not taking no for an answer and he shows up but even when him and robbie get into an argument they're still like two teenagers arguing with each other because you know robbie tells him it was like oh you know big surprise you know you're with miguel and then johnny fires back and tells him you're the one that put him in the hospital right that's yeah. he's just putting gas on the fire, you know. I mean? Exactly. So no... You know, and you, you, uh, the relationship is so bad. That's something where you got to kind of pick and choose the time you deliver that statement. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and and they kind of you know fed him to crease in a sense because think of it as. Um, they're over here. Daniel called the cops while he was visiting Shannon and um, Johnny doesn't show up. So he thought Daniel and Johnny and now he shows up. So they kind of like fed him to crease because they. So, I mean, it, it just seems like Robbie didn't have anybody. He was he was there all along. Oh, and then again, I think he's looking to again as a guy. He's he's got something to prove. And then I think with Chris talking to him about you know what Johnny was and you know about you know his first you know when he first competed how he lost, but his determination not to 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 be a loser, right? And I, I mm-hmm. guess maybe he's trying to hold on to something that's good about his father, or maybe outdo his father, or be better than him at what he did at one time. So it's again, it's just mm-hmm. a weird. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah, definitely. It's um. It's going to be interesting because, you know, we're we're three seasons into this and you almost get the feeling. I don't I don't know if it's ever if it's ever going to get fixed. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's a it's an ongoing thing. So, we'll you know, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. Um, before, you know, uh, before we jump into episode four. One last thing that I want to cover on episode three is um, what did you guys think about Sam? taking the reins of Miyagi-Do and kind of thinking she's got some type of leadership skills uh, to to uh, to pull the group together and, and fight back. Because, you know, obviously we see Hawk and, you know, the rest of Cobra Kai, you know, making things, making things miserable for Miyagi-Do. Yeah, well, and, and kind of vice versa, because then, you know, they she she's kind of pressuring them to fight back when 
Yeah, they were trying to raise money for Miguel and the surgery. And um, obviously, Hawk isn't happy about that because Miyagi does the one that put him in the hospital. But um, they're kind of taking responsibility, too. So Hawk isn't seeing the big picture. I think Hawk is just trying to be Hawk. And, um, you know, they go and they jump Nathaniel and with all the money, right? <laughs> Yeah, poor little guy. <laughs> and so that guy's got a know, mouth on him, man. I need yeah, that guy needs a bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, I could see why Sam is doing it, but at the same time, she she is a leader because she can't even deal with her own shit that she's going through. Right. Yeah, I don't know. She's um. I mean, with Robbie being gone, I guess she is the one. She does command the loyalty of the the other individuals, and then again, you know, her connection with Miguel. So maybe with the two of them together, again, it's a balancing, right? Like Daniel and Johnny. So there's there's the we got that thing going. So, um, episode five was a real big one. So we're gonna kind of uh, fly through uh, episode four. Uh, to get to five, because I know there's going to be a lot to talk about on that one. So in episode four, we got Daniel making the trip to Okinawa. Um, he makes a presentation to fight for his dealership, and it doesn't go exactly the way that he predicted or had right. he hoped. Um, we got a bartender that drops some knowledge on him, and that leads him to making the trip for some soul searching. Um, Hawk is cheating for Kreese's attention. It's very obvious what he's trying to do on there. Um, mm-hmm. His personal bubble gets invaded by Sam without his permission. Going back to Counselor Blatt and all her bullshit philosophy. Uh, Miguel's surgery goes well, but it still leaves some doubt. Um, he needs a sensei. And his sensei answers. Right. What do you guys think of episode four? I loved episode four. Episode four was, um, I think, I think it took the pace that it needed uh, because it kind of answers a lot in episode four. It's a combination, like you were saying, a combination of everything that happened with Miguel, plus the answers that, you know, we were kind of waiting for with Daniel, or at least the beginning of the answers that we were trying to figure out with Daniel. But um, I think one of the one of the biggest things, and I know we talked about it earlier, was this is when Jasmine comes around, you know, and, and, and gives attention to Dimitri. And so it, it really boosts his confidence um, up quite a bit. I think one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scenes in, in, uh, in episode four was Daniel and Komiko seeing each other. I thought that was, it was just amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I, re- I loved that. And, you know, once you, they, they show the stage at the mall, you just automatically know there she is. That's she's up there. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, right so, when he right when he that. hears that I music and walks up that. to the stage. Yes, that was, that was <laughs> the only thing that was from back in the day, Okinawa. Right. Yes. What do you think Absolutely. of episode four, Jake? Oh man, it was just a roller coaster, right? And there's a lot of key pieces that were put back together, um, and just a lot of filler of, of questions that we've had for a while. Um, again, I think my favorite part was him going back to Okinawa and just it being a shock to him because. 
uh, just seeing the really, he thought everything was going to stay the same and then realizing how modernized with it, it gave him like, you know, time moves forward, you know, regardless of who you are. Right. And, um, I don't know. I loved it. Uh, you know, I think it, it helped, uh, set the pace for him to go back to his roots and learn what really the foundation was. And, um, really set him back on the right path and it was just it was a really good episode yeah exactly what he needed Um, and i think that was one of our other predictions that came true because we talked about komiko not being married or having kids or anything and that's exactly what it was she decided not to to just stay single and and focus on um the house and focus on her dancing and stuff and I thought that was really nice. I I like that they that they kept her single. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she she tells Daniel exactly why. It's because no other guy fought for her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah nobody fought to the death. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a hard so. act to follow for anybody. So. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and again, it just sets the tone. It's sort of like what you know, Nando was saying in the in the early on is how it, it's revisiting sort of the same storylines and and out the structure from the movies, right? The Karate Kid two when you go to Okinawa. Turns out that, you know, his first love never remarried, never did nothing, you know. Right. So, and same thing, you know, although Daniel's never been lucky in love until, until the, you know, until Cobra Kai, but, you know, it's just, it's really, it, it, I think it, it, it leans on the nostalgia factor and it makes you feel good about everything and again, just keeps you, keep you wanting more. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it, it leans in with, uh, it leans in with everything and, uh, you know, it, it kind of falls on the it kind of falls on the same place. You know where you know we we, we get those those uh those karate those karate kid you know Easter eggs that come back in. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, yeah episode five Miyagi Do. Uh, this is the episode that hits us right in the feelers. Uh, we just talked about it. Daniel seeing Kumiko. Um, Tommy Village gets a makeover. Uh, Mr. Miyagi is a poet and still finds a way to educate Danielson. Uh, we run into Chosen, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's quite the character. Chosen becomes Daniel's new sensei, uh, you know, temporarily. He, he teaches him a few new things, and then we got Kumiko saving the day. She, uh, she reuni- re- reunites Daniel with Yuna. She pays it forward. Um, we've got the two dojos having some fun, but it takes a break. Literally Sam questions her, her leadership skills as one of her students pays for it. Uh, Miguel gets some help from D Snyder. (laughs) Johnny gets brownie points from Carmen and it kind of, it kind of questions what he's got going on because he goes back to Facebook and discovers an old friend. So we had a lot going on in episode five and I knew it was going to be an interesting one because literally majority of the episodes are 30 minutes. This one was close to 40 minutes. So I knew that there was more that they wanted to put in there and they gave us a lot. A lot. Yep. How did you guys feel with Daniel being back in Okinawa, the changes he was seeing, the conversations that he was having with Kumiko um, but what did you guys think about what Kumiko was doing? I mean, she totally flipped the script and basically gave Daniel a lot. Right. She gave him Chosen and she gave him uh, uh, 
Uh, Yuna. Who saw that coming? I definitely yeah, didn't. No, uh, yeah, there was no way I would have thought that Yuna would have been back and 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 uh and you know in the in the Cobra Kai world in the universe. But you know, one of the things that I really liked about Kumiko was the fact that, you know, she she is just so sweet and she's so um giving that no matter what, I mean, obviously he tells her, you know, she, he's married, he's got kids and, and everything. And she just wants to do right by everybody. And one of the things that I really liked about what she did was read that last letter that um, Mr. Yamayagi wrote. And I think that was something that Daniel needed, needed to read. I needed to hear her read. Um, but one of the things that I really like, and I I don't know why they continued to say this, but they still call Daniel Danielson. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everybody there still calls him Danielson. <laughs> that's, uh, that's part of the, the Japanese culture. That's they do that with anything. Like you would be, you know, Nando son, Jig son, Angela. No, no, not Angela's son. I'm not sure. Yeah. And Chosen, Chosen walks in and he's like, Daniel-san. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Almost kind of sounding like Sato there for a minute, right? Right, yeah. But but you're right. He's quite a character. And and I thought, you know, with with the way, you know, Komiko kind of choreated everything, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was great that she did that. I mean, everything was just, for a very short time, I mean, she knocked it out of the park. I thought it was great. And she gave everybody closure. Oh, everybody. yeah. Even her, even herself. But yeah, and, and definitely it was. Um, I don't. It's just weird. I think it was a culture shock for not a culture shock, but a again just a shock for Daniel to see that everybody's grown up, right? Because I think he still holds on to the past quite a bit more than he wants to admit. And to see these people that have have gone on to do the things and live their lives, you know, regardless if he's been there or not. It just speaks volumes of it. And again, like you said, I agree with you. Her having those letters from Mr. Miyagi, um, it was just what he needed. Uh, because even though we saw the relationship with Mr. Miyagi and Danielson, he wasn't very candid with him. And really, um, to know his real feelings about Daniel, you know, basically his son and bringing his family, that's, you know, uh, stuff makes you tear up a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. It definitely does for me, at least. So, um Again, that soul searching, and I guess it's it's, it's kind of like what I was saying. You can never go home again, but you know you might find something uh, that you didn't know you were looking for. Exactly, and I mean, so I love the part where Daniel and Kumiko are you know sitting down, and you know Kumiko is reading these poetic letters, you know, to Daniel, and then it gets to the point where, like you said, you know Daniel gets the answer that he's been looking for, and that's you know, Mr. Miyagi, you know, dropping knowledge on him again, you know, even though he's gone, the man's still there, you know, he, he figures out a way to reach, you know, reach out to Daniel and, and guide him, you know, the way that he's been doing all of his life. I love the, the reference too that, that, uh, that Mr. Miyagi put in there too, in the letter about, he feels like a grandpa because Sam makes him feel that way. You know, uh, I found it interesting though, because in that letter, he's talking about, I'm just resting and figuring out where life is going to take me. 
it doesn't sound like things are going good for Mr. Miyagi at that time. Yeah, he like wrote he, that letter. He already knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, his time was short. Hit, exactly. So I thought that was great because that, you know, as, as the fans that we are of, of, of Karate Kid and obviously Mr. Miyagi, um, I found a little bit of peace. It was, it was sad, but it was, it was interesting, you know, just to, to get his perspective and what he was going through at that time. Um, you know, there's, uh, I had no idea Yuna was going to be introduced. I thought that was fucking fabulous. That's crazy. Um, I loved what the writers did there and, and how great was it for her to pay it forward. And Daniel saved her. Right. And she turned around and told him, I'm going to save your business. Right. Because, you know, that's, it's, you know, it, it one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, that's me giving back to you for saving my life. I thought that was beautiful. Had mm-hmm. no idea that was going to happen. Had no idea, you know, that they were going to introduce her. So that's another one of those things that, you know, that just, that, that just got introduced. And that was a big shocker for me. As hit well. me right in the fillers. It did hit me right <laughs> in the fillers. Because I, I just, um. You know, you never know who's going to be who, right? Yeah, considering everything that always leaks, that was one of the things that nobody saw coming. That did not leak. Yeah, they kept that. (laughs) They were zip tied on that. Yes, which is good because I think we needed something like we were. We were already wondering about Chosen. We were already wondering about Komiko. We were already wondering about Ali. So it was nice to have that surprise. You know, she... She fit right in. She was perfect. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, it, I, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, I, I mean, it just, you know, the way they brought that in, I was literally at the edge of my seat, fucking blown away, had no idea that that was, you know, going to happen. And, you know, it's just Kumiko, say, you know, coming to the rescue, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of great things that goes on in, in Okinawa. Let's talk about what Daniel, learned from chosen you know we get a little bit of comedic side from chosen and you know he's he's very serious but you know he does lighten up a little bit what uh what did what did what did you guys think about that whole training session it was uh, I, it was cool I, I mean i was i think he uh chosen played it very well like he was uh real serious but i think he, he's definitely softened over the years but to keep daniel on his toes i think that was, was very well done um and then just you know, shows his growth as a person and is sharing with Daniel things that Mr. Miyagi was either apprehensive about teaching him, didn't want him to know because of, again, the implications, you know, you can kill people with these moves or whatever right. the case is. Um, I don't know. It was great. It was cool. What did you guys think when Chosen dropped that, you know, because Chosen gets personal with Daniel. And he tells him, you know, after that fight between us, I just wanted to die. You know, because when Daniel gets a hold of Chosen and tells him live or die, Chosen says die, you know, and Daniel changes that and, you know, gives him the honk, you know, which we find out Chosen gets his payback. (laughs) But what were you guys' thoughts when, you know, when Chosen dropped that and said, you know, when the fight was over between us? I, I just wanted to die, but I was, but, you know, my uncle found me and, you know, brought me back to life. Like, you know, put me back on that, on that road. Uh, it just goes back to, uh, like what Mr. Miyagi told Daniel 
uh, you know, all those years ago in the second movie. It's uh, something, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like somebody who seeks revenge digs two graves, something like mm-hmm. that. And I think that, you know, after Mr. Miyagi and Sato made up, you know, whatever happened, you know, I think he showed like I was angry and vengeful for all these years and look what it did to me. I don't want that path for you. Yeah. And showed him. And if he still respected his, his sensei, Sato, his uncle, right? So right. I think that had a, probably had a lot to do with it. It's a lot of speculating because we don't know, but I feel yeah. that's kind of how it happened. I got you. Angela, what did you think? Yeah, I think Sato had a lot to do with with Chosen and, you know, everything that he taught him because I think Jake is right. When, when him and Mr. Miyagi ended up getting back together and reuniting, Sato realized what he had done, not just not just to between the relationship between him and Mr. Miyagi, but also to his own people. And um, it was something that I think he even felt ashamed of after all that, you know, and when chosen uh, did choose to die, I mean, you have to understand in his culture, he, he even said he was, he was so embarrassed. I mean, he, he had, he, he didn't want to do nothing but die because he didn't want to have to live to see everybody's disappointment in him. Um, or, or even just everybody in the village choosing a foreigner over him. Yeah, and, and in their culture, they take that shit seriously. Very serious. And, and so I, I, I understand where Chosen is coming from. But I'm glad that Mr. Miyagi came back at the time that they needed. Like everything kind of played in perfectly, um, not just for Tommy Village, but, you know, for, you know, for Sato and, and Chosen, because I think they they both really needed each other. So even though Mr. Miyagi never went back to Okinawa, he his spirit was still long enough to be able to make men's for everybody Um to be able to help each other in the long run. And that's one of the things that Komiko tells Daniel, um, you, you put something good out in the universe and it comes back to you. And I think that's all what Mr. Miyagi ever did. He just put so much good out there that it just kept coming back. You know, it just kind of kept bouncing off of everybody, but, um, yeah, live or die, man. I just I love that scene because they end up playing it right in yep. in uh, the fifth episode, and it just kind of brings you back. And it's just so crazy because you have the generation that's watching it right now, but then you have our generation that watched it when it came out, and it just it's just so crazy how it can just bring you these flashbacks, and it's like you're watching the movie all over. You're like you're like a little kid just watching the movie all over again. Exactly. That's why it was so hard for me to pace myself because Karate Kid 2 was my favorite one out of all of them. And it was it was so nice to be able to see all of them together again and just see how well and, and the true the real actors, they didn't even bring somebody else to play them. Like it was really them. And it was it was nice to see them after all these years, how much I mean they grew, but also how much Tommy Village had grown. Oh, I know. They they <laughs> got a. It's better than our mall here. Jeez. <laughs> they went from Subway to Mike's. No, uh, Jersey, yeah, Mike's. Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Yeah, we used to have a we Subway, have... but we, we upgraded. We had Jersey Mike's. So. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, shots fired at Subway. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw Subway. Uh, I wanted to touch base. I was like, man, everybody is aged, but. but... Ralph Macchio, Daniel, Daniel LaRusso. Dude, I mean, tell me she about looks it. Old, he, uh, Chosen looks old. 
you know, when we get into other people that are coming in, right? They they look old. I mean, right. they're all old. <laughs> and man, look, he hasn't aged a day in his life. Yeah, so Daniel don't change, man. <laughs> yeah, the the honk of the nose had to be a must, but they did it in a in you know, it it was it was it was perfect because you just see chosen just crack up. Oh, you know? that laugh was Daniel's like, something else. He's like, oh my god, I can't move, you know. <laughs> And then he like honks the nose and he just starts cracking up. And it was nice to see him laugh with so much joy. Yeah, I, I really definitely. liked that. And, he's, and Daniel's just lost. Like, what the hell did you do to me? <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> what, um, so we got Sam, you know, we've got, we got another big fight going down in episode five. Um, we see Sam run and hide again. You know, that PTSD, can, you know, kicks in when, uh, you know, Tori with a Y shows up. But we have we have a, an intense scene between Hawk and Dimitri. What did, oh, man. What did you guys that think of intense. that? That was intense. I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. Like, I kind of feel bad for, for Dimitri. But I'm, I'm glad it happened because... Um, I think it kind of needed to happen. I hate to say that considering what happened with Miguel, but I think it kind of had to happen. So a lot of them would stop and think of how far this has gone. And and for Hawk to feel like he had that pressure, I think he kind of needed. I know you don't like Hawk. <laughs> but I think but I think he kind of needed to see like I am capable of that. And I didn't like, I kind of stopped, but I still went through with it because of the peer pressure. I think he needed to learn that. And I mean, it sucks for Dimitri, but he got a big cock out of it. So that's nice. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm right there with you on that. I think it, it was, I mean, it was kind of shitty that it happened to Dimitri, but uh, it was good that it happened because then Hawk realizes like, man, what am I really doing here? That guy was my, my ride or die. They were like best friends. And I just snapped this guy's, arm yeah yep. and i think that was i mean again it's foreshadowing of what's more to come but it was sort of a wake-up call like is this really what i want to be doing yeah you see you see hawk reflect for a quick moment you know yeah one minute he like he's in shock he can't believe he did it then you see the look of remorse on his face where it's like fuck what did i just do then right. you see him like back with the crew you know what i mean like he automatically flips the switch and returns back to cobra kai and you know they celebrate and do all these things so um you know it's uh it's you know when we get into episodes six through ten you know obviously we're gonna find out you know um where hawk's feelings are going um you know we see some of the manipulation from tori that i believe is being fed through crease you know in that moment mm -hmm. because tori's looking at him like fucking do it man and then when he does it you see a look on her face like holy shit he did it right. you know and and there's going to be another episode where we see something similar to that you know and 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 we'll cover that but um guys miguel regains movement johnny takes him to a d snyder concert <laughs> we got twisted sister going on um you know it's uh and one of the things that I, you know, I, I didn't want to go too much into because I think we'll do that for the recap, but I do want to talk about, you know, 
Sensei Lawrence's fucking crazy rehabilitation techniques, you know, of what he, you know, what he does with Miguel. There's a lot of fun ones in there, a lot of great ones. Yes. Yeah, my, my favorite was the the 80s or 90s uh, swimsuit edition. <laughs> with the fishing rod. Yeah, with the fishing rod. I'm like, man, I ain't getting out of the seat for that. I, don't wanna... I could just look at it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there are some pretty tastiest pigs on there. <laughs> um you know so i we'll we'll talk about sensei lawrence's techniques in a later episode because you know there was a lot of great ones you know he he did everything that he could and uh lo and behold he found what was going to work perfect for miguel and that was you know taking him to the concert miguel Mm -hmm. kind of leaving the world for a moment you know and you know just having a great time you know nobody feeling sorry for him all the all the training and you know the physical therapy and the you know all that you know that weird ass physical therapist that we'll talk about later on you know that <laughs> yeah. that, that Carmen hired um you know it uh, I might have been Moon's dad <laughs> I don't know <laughs> possibly <laughs> but um what did, what did you guys think of um you know, the uh, Miguel regaining movement, uh, you know, Johnny getting brownie pounds, brownie points. God, I can't talk today. Brownie points with Carmen. Um, and then Miguel triggers the lead back to this old friend on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that was some early on in the, in the series. And I was waiting for that to come back. And when it did, I was like, oh, especially after he. We did the nasty with Carmen. They were trying to figure that out. And right. Like, oh man, this is it was it was giving me anxiety. Well, it's not even real, so uh, it's just crazy. Very interesting, Angela. What was your take on that? Yeah, I think that really put Johnny in a really tough position because it's like you know, and we see it happen season after season, episode after episode. Poor Johnny, he's trying to get his shit together, and when shit starts working out, there's a wrench that throws in. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, now he's with Carmen, and they finally kind of make men's, and you know, she she finds her way into his bed, and you know, they're happy. And they're they're communicating like, you know, we don't want to mess this up. We we want to be able to, you know, be together in a sense and but not confuse Miguel in any way. And then, of course, here comes Allie and, you know, he's kind of torn in a sense. Like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, he obviously knows where where his heart lies. But, right. you know, the guy's torn and you can't blame him. Yeah, we we obviously know Carmen's all in, you know, because of the conversation yeah. that they have. You know, she tells him, you know, where do we go from here? What's the next right. step? You know, I'm all in. You can tell that she wants to have the conversation, you know. Yeah. And, you know, then lo and behold, you know, here comes Allie. And, you know, it's uh, it leaves us on a little bit of cliffhanger until we get into episode six. So, yeah, it does. It, Ugh, it- guys. We are at that time where when we talk about what we love, it gets away from us. <laughs> the time moves extremely fast when you talk about what you love, and we love us some Cobra Kai. Um, a couple of things that I want to leave you with is a quote 
from Kumiko. Angela, you kind of stole my thunder, but I'm going to go ahead and repeat it anyways. Because okay. that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote from Kumiko that she gives to Daniel is, put the good out into the world and good will come back to you. And then send it to the internet. Exactly, Johnny. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put it out on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch up with you soon. But I want to give a thank you to Jake for being live in the studio and joining us. No problem. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And Angela, as always, your insight on Cobra Kai, even though you are part of the Cobra Kai Dojo, I'm still cool with it. I haven't muted you yet, but you're getting close. So <laughs> I'm getting close. I'm getting close. <laughs> always a pleasure. Thank you. I always have a blast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time we are going to leave you, but not forever. Um Cobra Kai Season 3 has been amazing, and we love to bring this information to you guys and just talk about it. Um, follow us. Give us a five-star if you listen to Apple Podcasts. We are on all, and I mean all, major podcast platforms. That is the Funkaholics Podcast, F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We dab a little bit. We jab at at uh, TikTok, but you know, hey, it's uh, you know, it's we're making we're making progress, folks. So you know, definitely get out there, follow the Funkaholics podcast. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. That's there right. we go. Johnny always says it right. So, guys, without further ado, we are going to go ahead and exit. But we won't be gone for long. We will return soon with another great episode. So stay tuned. Same channel. Same days they drop. Wednesdays and Fridays.